Well, welcome, everyone. This is Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman. I'm your host, Robin Pop. Jeremy's coming to you from Century City, California. Hey, Jeremy. <laughs> hey, Robin. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Good. It's been a beautiful day here, um, and I'm hoping yes. you're doing great, too. I'm doing great. We actually had some rain this morning, which was really cool, but it's beautiful and sunny, a little bit brisk and cool, and a nice change, which is good. It was a little bit warm the last couple of weeks, so it's a, it's a nice change to well, get back I don't ever want to hear you complaining about weather in California, because I have a feeling <laughs> hot, cold, or either one, it's perfect. You know, I love seasons. You know, I, I lived in uh, Wisconsin for four years, and I loved the seasons. It's a little bit challenging. I've been back now 20 years. I'm still adjusting to, like, oh, my still God, adjusting. are we going to have some winter? But we'll uh, we'll get there. We we go to the mountains quite a bit during the wintertime for some skiing. So well, it's we've nice. got lots to talk about today. We have a great show. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we have a uh, a guest. We have Jeff coming, Jeff Eisenberg. He's a, a friend and client of mine, and he's really got some interesting knowledge and information. We're going to talk about heart Good. rate today is one of our topics, okay. and um, I think that he's going You've to give us a lot of You've got a recipe for us inform- today. Whoops. We have Sorry. a recipe. You yeah. have a recipe. Yep. We talked and, about uh, that we... last week. We have a yummy recipe. We don't want to leave that out it, today. That's for we sure. We don't. We don't want to leave that out, no. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about today. Today's going to be a really great show, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I also want to talk really quickly about what you and I have mentioned prior to in other shows about the gift that I want to give everybody out there in regards to a free consultation and treatment. So that's still available till the end of the month. Okay, why don't you give the details about that so that our listeners can already know. Absolutely. The details are all you need to do is either throw me an email or give me a call. The best number to reach me at is the office phone number, which is 310-994-9477. And what this includes is like a free half-hour consultation. So we're going to go through just the mechanics of the body. We're going to talk about what's going on with you. We're going to feel out what we need to do to help you feel better, whether that's an ache or a pain or that's something having to do with more sports-related stuff like wanting to get stronger, increase your endurance. And so that's what the free consultation will involve. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I have fun. I want them to come and have some fun. That's right. That's right. And you wouldn't be doing this if you didn't love it. And uh, we I wanna, would not exactly. We want to share the love today, we, and we're going to be talking about um, heart rate, your heart rate, and how that uh, is based on variables. And uh, yeah, can you give us a little uh, intro into that, and then we can bring on our guest? Absolutely. You know, I get questions all the time about heart rate, and <clears throat> excuse me. One of the things that people talk about mostly is well, what should my heart rate be at when I'm most active? And that has a lot of different variables. And one of the things that is important is to simplify heart rate. It's basically based on three variables. And we're going to talk about this more when we bring Jeff on the phone, is the variables are frequency, right? Frequency of 
how often you do a activity? specific exercise, activity, okay. the okay. duration. How long okay. are you doing this for? Are you doing it for 10 minutes? Are you doing it for a half an hour? Are you doing it for an hour? And also the intensity. How much effort are you putting into this activity? Whatever it may be. It could be running. It could be swimming. It could be lifting weights. Or it could be doing what a lot of people are into now, which we're going to talk about, is interval training. Mm. And so, topic. I've never heard of that before. And we're also going to bring in, when we get Jeff on, we're going to also talk about some other variables that uh, have to do with heart rate, and that is more health-related things. So we'll get into that later in the, uh, in the show. So I'm excited. Okay. Let's, uh, let's bring Jeff on. Awesome. Awesome. This is Jeff Eisenberg, and uh, a client of Jeremy Gateman and his, uh, his office at Total Fit and Rehab. And you can find that office uh, website on totalfitandrehab.com. So go ahead. Uh, let's bring Jeff on. Yeah, let's bring – hey, Jeff, are you there? Yes, I am. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Great. Nice Thanks. to meet you, Jeff. Hey, Can't Jeff, wait to hear what you Robin. have to say. Robin, this is Jeff. I wanted to introduce to both of you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jeremy tells me, Jeff, yeah. that you've got a lot of experience uh, with heart rate monitoring. Um, can you explain a little bit about that for us? Absolutely. Um, I've always been fairly active um, in my training, and up until about, I would say, a year and a half ago, um, it wasn't really all that measurable for me. I mean, I would undertake um, cardiovascular workouts and strength training and just kind of go through the routines and, you know, feel good. You get a little bit of a sweat on and you're like, hey, this is this is great. Yet, Feeling good. Um, I found it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I found over time, you know, um, it wasn't really all that measurable as far as, okay, yeah. well, what am I actually achieving in the time that I'm spending exercising? So right. that's why we've seen over the last few years an increasing trend in tying in technology with exercise, with the proliferation of, you know, um, devices for heart rate monitoring, whether that's a yeah. Fitbit or a proprietary system, I should say, that um, some workout studios are incorporating into um, into their workouts. So okay. I kind of got involved in that about a year and a half ago, and now um, through, an, through an app and a heart rate monitor that's connected by a Bluetooth to, um, to a handheld phone, whether that's iPhone or whatever brand that it is, you're actually able to um, monitor, measure and monitor your heart rate and actually store the data in a program. So now when, you know, you're exercising, you can actually put some real quantitative data to it that says, okay, well, I trained for 55 minutes and uh, achieved an overall average heart rate of so many beats per minute across that exercise and um, also has the ability to um, categorize that yeah. heart rate into different zones. Because hey, Jeff, well, we, all want our, we all want our yeah. workouts to be effective for sure, so that sounds like it would really help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a couple of questions. 
that, that I want to go through with you. You know, when we talk about, and, and you and I have talked about this because you've shared your experience and your knowledge with me, and, you know, as you've gone through this <clears throat> new process and in interval training, you know, what do people, when people think about heart rate, you know, for me as a ex-triathlon, uh, triathlete, I should say, you know, heart rate for me was really important, but it changed because I had three different sports, three different sections that I had to accomplish, right? I did the swimming first, I did then the bike, and then I did the run. And so my heart rate would change, right? I would sort of get up from the excitement of the starting uh, when the gun went off in the swim. And that would be, you know, anywhere from a mile to a mile and a half swim. And then I would, excuse me, get off and and get on my bike, and I was able to relax and slow my heart rate down. So when we talk about all those different variables, whether it's running, swimming, or going and doing a high-intensity interval-type program, and you have all these devices, what are some of the best ways for people to feel and adapt their bodies into this program? So if someone's really starting off and they experience, my God, my heart feels like it's going to bounce out of my chest, what are some of the things that you have experienced that they can do to sort of settle that down a little bit and, and, and get more in a rhythm? And I'm going to hold off on that answer. I'm going to interrupt. We're going to have to hold off until we come back. (laughs) That's the teaser, folks. Just hang in there. We are going to be right back. This is Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman and your host, Robin Pop, with our guest, Jeff Eisenberg. And uh, he's going to answer that question as soon as we get back. Live with Jeremy Gateman and your host, Robin Pop. And we have our guest today, Jeff Eisenberg, who is a yeah. client of Jeremy's. And uh, we started the first segment with a question, and we wouldn't let we him did. answer. So. We did, but <laughs> Jeremy. I'll tell you, we have, you guys, we have so much fun on air as we do off the air with these great. <laughs> well, Jeremy, go it's ahead great. and give him that so, question right. again. So, so Jeff. The question is, you know, as, as someone is introducing themselves into a new exercise program, or say they've they've been in this program for a while and they're experiencing the challenges of feeling like their heart just wants to beat out of their chest, what are some of the things that you've experienced that you can share with our listeners on what they can do to sort of settle down and, and get a little bit more into the groove of their performance, their exercise routine, whatever they're doing <clears throat> to help them yeah, that's a, cre- What's that? I was going to say ahead. that's actually a fantastic uh, question because the whole point of being able to, to measure your, 
your heart rate and your performance is, what the takeaway from that is, well, you're not just monitoring, you're adapting what your effort level is as a result. If you find that right. the exercise is too strenuous and you see your heart rate going above a, a certain level and you can feel that you're out of breath, well, you yeah. know, there's your signal that you need to dial it back a little and stay within an optimum zone, if you will, um, in which to build your endurance. And then right. as you get into subsequent workouts and training, you know, you're already feeling the benefits of that and you're able to take it at the, to the next level. And then right. before you know it, you're kind of at a, um, what I'll call a, a peak performance rate where you're just kind of, um, in a, in a, in a wonderful zone for exercise where and your body's you're adapting. not overly strained. Yes. You, right. you've adapted and, and your body's you know, adapting. You get the full benefit. Right. And what's interesting too, is I knew when I was competitive in racing <clears throat> and my coach would say, well, you know, I want you to go ahead and email me what your heart rate was when you went on this, you know, half an hour run. And he said, well, gosh, you know, well, number one, what time did you run? What time did you have lunch and all these other factors because it was too high? And he had me dial it back because, you know, whether it was later in the day or, you know, I hadn't eaten yet and I didn't have proper fuel. But the interesting thing is for people with learning about heart rate, heart rate also teaches you how to get in touch with your body as well and how it's going to work and how you can make it perform better and how you can feel better. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I think it's absolutely, you know, Robin, it's, it was such an interesting part of my life when I was super competitive to where you had to learn how to do things in, um, I guess more interval type things, but more in a, higher frequency when I would run and, and I would do the swimming is to do things slower because your heart rate's going to adapt. So I needed mm -hmm. to learn how to run slower before I could run faster. Because That's once I would just go out, my heart rate would raise up too high and I would never get the benefits and my body then would <clears throat> just be too tired and I wouldn't get the benefits of recovery. So what and I'm Jeff, hearing I, is yeah. from from both of you is that it's better to have a heart rate that's kind of a medium rate, not low, not high, just kind of right in there, and then sustain that for a while, and that that's really where you're going to get your benefit. Is that correct? Jeff, what uh, do you think? Somewhat, yes. I, somewhat? Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I think I, that... I would say so, but... Go ahead, Jeremy. Go I, I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I want to hear what you have to say, Jeff, but I think as you and I spoke yesterday, Jeff, when when the people do interval training, and, and it's very popular now, you know, there's a lot of things that go on with people running on treadmills and, and doing interval training uh, for, for a minute and then resting. It's really important to do that sparingly. You know, you don't want to do that consecutively, on all your workouts. What do you think about that in regards to getting your body to adapt, but also making sure, Jeff, that you don't overexert your body because that recovery is super, super important. 
Um, that's 100% uh, accurate because when you are doing high-intensity training, you're really working your body at a very high level. And the whole benefit that you get from that is your body trying to recover. So if you're kind of hitting these types of workouts, you know, five-plus days a week, you're really yeah. never getting to the recovery phase, which, you know, is problematic yeah. if you're trying to, uh, as we talked about on, on previous shows, if you're trying to stay injury-free and looking after yourself and being able to train all the time, then you have to balance right. it out, which is, right. you know, a, a program that, that I do. I'll only do high-intensity training twice, maybe three times a week at most. That's what I was going to ask doing you. It with, that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, with your interval training, how often do you do it? I mean, I know for me what's comfortable. Robin, I don't know <clears throat> what your exercise routine and what feels good to you, but for our listeners, you know, Jeff, what do you think suggestively? You know, for me, I like to stick with a high interval training three days a week. Because if I do more, yeah. my body just feels completely fatigued and I don't get that recovery which my body needs. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that as well. I mean, I would think two to three times a week is more than enough. I'm certainly not a proponent of um, doing a really strenuous um, interval training on right. consecutive days even, so long as there's a you know, a full rest day, even if there's some type of physical activity going on in between, you just don't want to keep, you know, pushing yourself to the limit uh, day yeah. in and day out. That's just a, right. a recipe for uh, to, to be going the wrong way. You're right, let's and talk, we all know. Robin, I was just going to interject. Let's, um, there's some other factors, Jeremy, you were talking about that affect heart rate during exercise, too. Yes. Uh, can you touch on those? Which. Absolutely. You know, these are important, too. You know, when people young or, you know, it really doesn't matter what age. And, and again, you and I spoke about this yesterday, too, Jeff, that um, a lot of people at different ages are becoming more active. They're living longer. But when you think about health factors, these are important things to put into your creating an exercise program. And, you know, figuring out, you know, are there specific medications that you take that could affect your heart? Dehydration, you know, not being properly fueled is also important. But also one of the big things that is a stimulus for your heart is caffeine, which is, <clears throat> I'm not saying a bad thing, but it also is a factor in getting your heart rate to work quicker and harder during a workout. And so when these things happen, you just want to monitor and maybe back off a little bit, would you say? If these things are a concern, you want to make sure that you're taking care of your body because we only have one. It's like you and I, Robin, talk about the portrait, which I love. Mm -hmm. We only have one portrait that we can paint, and we can change it through that period, but we only have one. And it's mm -hmm. important to make sure that we keep it healthy. Right, right. Well, my strength training here on the farm is chasing down sheep, and uh, it's not an <laughs> interval. <laughs> we can go to Robin's farm and have help a her sheep with that chase. <laughs> I am all on that. I guarantee you, your heart rate will be pumping hard. <laughs> so, we're going to have to go into a break now. And uh, Jeff, we're so glad you could be with us today. Um, it's, I'm hoping we can have you back again. 
in the future? We're going to have him back. That, that would be my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you, awesome. Jeff. I so appreciate you for taking the time out, and uh, we're bringing you back, man. We're going to come up with some good stuff. I appreciate your time and your knowledge. I like it. Okay. You guys have a great rest of the show, and uh, you do. a pleasure to, uh, to be on. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Have a great this is, one. This Thank is you. Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman and Robin Pop, and we will be right back after this short break. Talk live with Jeremy Gateman and Robin Pop and Jeremy. We are here. We are here. Well, you are there and I am here. I'm, I'm here and in <laughs> you're but in Century City, California. Together. That's it. And if anybody's local to you, um, yeah. you have offered a fantastic gift. If um, if any of our listeners want to take advantage of a free Please. consultation analysis yeah. at uh, Total Fit and Rehab with Jeremy. Uh, give him a call, Jeremy. They, go ahead and give that number for everybody. Yeah, they can. Absolutely, they can reach me at three one zero nine nine four nine four seven seven. And uh, again, the offer is going to go through the end of the month. So I really uh, awesome. encourage people to give us a call and and check us out. It's really yep. a fun atmosphere here. So that yep. was. And we are also Robin, was, uh, live on Facebook yeah. with BBS Radio today. So. You can listen on Facebook as and well ongoing. as on the Internet. Yep. Yes. So and let's roll into one of my favorite segments of the show, the Ooh. recipe. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this last week, right? This is We sort of enticed everybody on this. This yes. is cool. So I, I learned about this through a client of mine uh, many years ago when he started having some health issues. And he had some arthritis flare-ups, and it really changed his life. And he came up with a lot of recipes to minimize the processed foods and things out there. And he came up with this one recipe, and I've changed it just for my taste, but it's Mm -hmm. chocolate pudding, and it's made out of avocados. So you could, like, eat the whole bowl and not feel guilty. Completely. And we do it. <laughs> I like this you recipe. the whole bowl, man. I'm telling you. It's great. And it's so super simple, and it's something that you can change the amount. You don't have to stick with specific amounts because these types of things that you create yourself is all about taste and texture. Mm-hmm. So you can create whatever taste and texture you want. For me, I always take four avocados, and I crush them up. And I usually like to take my avocados that aren't exactly 100% ripe. Mm, you know, okay. they are still got that little color of green in there. Uh, they taste better. It's a oh, little okay. bit sweeter, okay? And, it, mm-hmm. and, and that helps to absorb and take all the other flavors. If you get a, a, an avocado that's 
more brown on the outside. It has a tendency mm-hmm. to be a little bit more bitter. So when you add these other things into it, it doesn't work as well. That's ah. just my opinion. So thoughts for people out there. Um, so I take uh, four avocados and I add in about a fourth cup to maybe a half a cup of raw organic cocoa powder. And I add in about two teaspoons of honey or stevia or agave. Okay. Okay. And as you mix this up or you blend it, you add in a little bit of water here and there. And you, okay. again, this is personal preference. I prefer mine to be a little bit on the, between the thick and thin. I don't like it too thick. So I kind of like it somewhere in the middle. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like, is this too hot? Is this too cold? No, this is just right. Well, if so, it's thicker, you could yeah. make it into a pie. Oh, my God, you could. You could. Or, better yet, I've even heard people using this recipe or creating their own recipe as using it for frosting for a cake. Oh, perfect. Right? Wonderful. Yeah. I guess cool. it has to stay cold, though. My guess it is doesn't. it's going to want to keep it cold. It doesn't. It well, doesn't. It, oh. It doesn't. Actually, this is what's great about this recipe is that it doesn't need to be cold. It should be cold, but it's something that doesn't. It's not something that's going to go bad. There's no dairy in it. There's nothing that's going to spoil. The only thing that may happen is that your pudding with the chocolate may turn a little bit darker because once air gets to the avocado, it turns a little bit more brown. That's all. But the chocolate's already brown, so you're okay. Right, exactly. So you're not going to see the difference. You're not going to even taste it. And I I make this at home. Robin, they eat it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I do know one thing that I do want to say is that it's really important. You know, as we all know, avocado is rich in fat and it's rich. So just mm-hmm. be careful. You know, for people that may have digestive issues or something like that. You know, just don't don't go crazy yet. Just sparingly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Don't eat you the know? whole bowl. <laughs> don't eat the whole thing. Oh, man, I love these recipe segments. We're going to have to that come up with some good. other. Yeah, it's good. That sounds really good. So we good. have, yeah. I, I want to touch base really quickly on heart rate one more time because okay. I think that there's something. We've got about two minutes before the break. Oh, we have, we got two yep. minutes. So, All right. So we want to talk about load-bearing real quick because load-bearing, you know, when you talk about running and things like that, load-bearing exercises For people, if you notice that your heart rate goes up, it's because of that specific type of exercise. As you're pounding your body, you're creating more energy that the body has to do, and the load on the body is working more. So you're creating more circulation, you're increasing more blood flow, and so that's what happens is the heart's going to have to work a little harder. Okay. So we got that. Yeah, got um, that. I think I'm we wondering. All... That's why my heart yeah. races when I uh, when I try to jog. I hate jogging. <laughs> I like to walk. What are you running after these sheep? <laughs> I know. That's why I get out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yes, yes. I, yep. Well, I when it. we come back, we're going to have yes. uh, an email question from a listener. We do. So I'm looking forward to that. Me too. And, Me too. And uh, we've got. Uh, couple more things we want to talk about so don't anybody go away we will be right back with body talk live with robin pop and jeremy gateman and uh right here from century city california and north central florida we'll be back
Potty Talk Live with Robin Pop and Jeremy Gateman from Century City, California. The excitement. And I love it. We, need we to have been having through. so much fun this morning we or have. this afternoon, depending on where you are, um, yes. with uh, our guest and talking about exercise and your heart rate and a wonderful, delicious-sounding recipe I can't wait to try. And now we have a question from a listener. Jeremy, We do. We do. Ask? We have a question. I love it. We have a question from, from a listener, and, and he wrote me um, that he's been waking up with a backache, uh-huh. and he wants to know what he can do. And it's interesting, okay. <clears throat> and I wrote him back, and I shared with him more questions. I wanted to get a little bit more information on how long this has been going on. That's really mm-hmm. important. And some of the, these are the, some of the same questions that I'm going to ask our listeners if they take us up on this offer. Is, is These are some of the same questions. It's getting a little bit more background of what's mm-hmm. going on and why they're experiencing what they're experiencing. So I asked him, I said, so how long has this been going on? And do you have any other issues that are going on with your back? Have you had prior injuries, whether it be a car accident, a fall, did you do something in the gym? And he said, yes. He said, yes, I've had prior issues with my back. And so that gives me the information so I can properly help him out. And so I told him some simple things to do. And one of them, which we talked about on the show, is I said, get two tennis balls and I want you to put them in a sock and try mm-hmm. to put them as close together as you, as you can. You know, you want just a little bit of a space in between. And I want you to lay on the floor on your back and I want you to bend your knees and I want you to start with the balls on the low part of your back, just on those muscles right beside your spine. And I want you to hold those balls there for about 10 to 15 seconds and then slowly start to move them up. And that's going to start opening up your back because a lot of the times, and I think this will be a great segment next time, is talking about beds. How old is your bed? And that was another question that I asked him. I said, so how old is your bed? And he said, you know, my bed's about five or six years old. And I said, okay, we're going to talk about this, but I don't want to go into it on, you know, are you turning your bed? Are you rotating it? Because that's important. So I told him to use the tennis balls on his back, and I also told him to get into a corner and do a calf stretch in a doorway. So he's going to take one foot and put it in that doorway so his heel's on the floor and the toe's up in that doorway, and I want you to hold it there for about 10 to 15 seconds. And I want you to do this twice on each side. And so we left it at that, and he and I are going to talk later on this week. Okay. Because I didn't want to give him too much Mm -hmm. because it's it's overwhelming. You know, when people are experiencing some discomforts and and pain, if you give them a whole lot of stuff, it's like, oh, my God, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. You know, this just isn't going to work. I'm not going to do it. So I want to make sure that I keep that relationship. Yeah, I want to make sure that I keep that relationship with him and that he knows that I'm here, that I'm going to follow up with him. And I gave him a couple little things for him to do that's really easy. That's, you know, he's got tennis balls at home, he said. He's got socks, so he's going to do this. So we'll be able to get more information uh, next week on how he's doing. Great. So that was exciting. That was exciting. I'm sure he's not the only person that wakes up with a backache. No. You know, a lot of people can take advantage of that. Simple, simple things that you can do to help. So that yes. sounds good. I'm going to have to yes. get some tennis balls. 
Although I'm Robin, doing okay. <laughs> I do it, it. It sounds really crazy. I do it every day, twice a day. But you're I, kidding! Wow. Uh, okay. I up the ante just a little bit, and mm-hmm. I use lacrosse balls because it's a little bit harder and firmer, and the okay. tennis balls give a little bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. I need the intensity. So I use two lacrosse balls, and in fact, when I woke up this morning at six, that's what I was doing before I hopped in the shower. It wow. was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, sort of it's easy to do at home, bit. that's for sure. Totally easy to do at home, and that's also what what I want to do is is be able to give people things that are easy for them to do at home, at the office. That's important because in today's world, people are so busy, like us. Right. Yeah, you know? it doesn't take much time to make yourself feel better as you go forward in your day. That is true. That is true. Yeah. All right. So are you we, ready? Um, yeah. Now, how can, how can people get uh, a question to you if they have a question that they want answered on air? Perfect. So the best way to do it is they can either call me, right? Best way mm-hmm. is the, the, the 310 number, 994-9477. They could also email me at totalfitandrehab at gmail.com, and they can go ahead and send me their, their questions, and I'm happy to answer them. They could also send me personal information if they want, and we're happy to give them a call next Thursday and have them be on the show, and they can produce their question on the show. I Ooh. love that. Okay. That's exciting, too. So let's. Um, there's lots of options, and uh, I think that'll be really cool to get someone on the show and have them produce their question, whatever it may be. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right, Robin. Yes. We got, we're going uh, gonna to shift now. You ready? We are. Hang on tight. I'm, I'm, We're going to go talk in. about the thing we didn't get to talk about last week, which was brain fog. Right. Whoa. Yeah. It, this is a cool thing, and it's really increasing in its popularity. And it really what exactly sort of sounds, is brain fog? Can you explain brain what fog, brain fog is? Yep. What is brain fog? Brain fog basically is the feeling of sometimes being confused, a lack of being able to focus, forgetfulness feeling tired, your appetite changes. These are all symptoms that people can experience with the so-called brain fog. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced it. I don't know about you, but I know I've experienced some sort of brain fog where I just don't feel like I'm all there. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I can punch through the day and really challenge myself with all the work and things that I need to do, I sort of feel like a little lethargic. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's felt that once or, I or think twice we, yeah. in their lifetime. Um, Absolutely. You know, nutrition has and a lot to do with that, too. Nutrition has a lot to do with it. And what's interesting is the brain is the show. Your brain is the absolute show of you. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing is that mood... Focus, creativity, confidence are all brain phenomenons. These are all things that occur in our brains, you know, the taste and things like that. This is all what our brain controls. And the interesting thing is the action that our brain takes to create these things. And I think that's the challenge that I hear, you know, with my clients coming in and saying, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit whether under the weather or I'm just feeling, you know, like I just don't have it today. I just can't focus and I'm just not able to really understand what you're telling me. It's interesting because 
times of day affect certain people. And yes, then we have the other side of the plate, which is your intake of foods, your nutrition, your hydration. Foods make a huge difference in how our mental capabilities and function, how it's created. Sugars, dairy, overprocessed foods, you know, things like that may not, um, may not settle well with certain people. Mm-hmm. I know if I've experienced that. How about you? Have you experienced, you know, eating something and you feel like you're so heavy and you just don't feel like you're your top self? Yeah, well, we we had talked about this before, too. And, um, right, you know, right. My nutrition um, had a lot to do with my energy level and my, you know, thinking capacity, I guess, <laughs> plus having right, three kids. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I changed my eating habits and I am more focused. I am more on my game. And uh, when when we come back after the break, I know you've got some actions that we can take to uh, to to compensate this, you know, the brain yep. fog that wants to creep We're going to talk there. about what yep. we can do about um, it. So we've got uh, just a, a minute or so here before the break, but uh, I did want to mention that, that? we... Um, we also have to watch our uh, our balance. Our um, you know a lot of too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Right. You know. Right. So you know even even eating good things. If you eat overeat on a certain kind of good thing, like you know like That's you were saying with the either. fat. You know, yeah. if you have too much fat in your diet, or if you have too much, it has to be balanced. There has to be a balance. It does there. have to be balanced, and and I think that's a big challenge in today's world is. Finding the balance, and, and I, I get that question a lot is, you know, well, then, if you're sharing with me how to change my intake of foods, well, how much of this then do I eat, and how mm-hmm. often do I eat it? And mm-hmm. I think that'll be something really great to talk about when we come back from the break. All right. Well, this is Body Talk Live with Jeremy Gateman and Robin Pop, and we've been talking about so much. We've got more to come right after this break. everybody this is body talk live with jeremy gateman and your host robin pop and we have been talking about brain fog and uh, what can cause brain fog and uh, jeremy had mentioned some nutritional things and also you know you know even getting a good good night's rest and those kind of things okay so how do we combat these things how how do we punch through this stuff (laughs) we got to punch through it because it's interesting there's lots of factors and sleep is one of them. Mm-hmm. These days, the research that's done on all the sleep issues is amazing. So many people that have sleep apnea and so many people that stay up late and have more of a mental stimulation with the TV and the computer. These, mm-hmm. as silly as it may sound, they're really true. You know, getting your mind to shut off and to really slow down 
is super important. And, and again, you know, whether you come home at 9 or 10 o'clock and you're coming home from work, have some shutoff time. This really makes all the difference in the world on how your brain and body reacts the next day. You know, if I have a really strenuous day and I eat a certain way, I eat a heavy food, or at nighttime I feel like something sweet at, you know, 8, 30, 9 o'clock after we put our son to sleep, the next day I know that I'm in trouble because, for me, sugar at night doesn't do well. I can't have oh. a piece of cake or something. Then mm-hmm. I definitely feel that haze. I feel weighed down. And I feel that sort of haze. And for me, in the work that I do, it doesn't feel good. And and I feel it's kind of unfair because I don't feel like I'm at my top self. So I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. I learned my lesson. And so in, in balancing, you know, when I talk to my clients about how to balance their intake of foods and how it reacts to the body, We really sit down because each individual person is different. You know, you and I are different. We have different needs. We have different wants. We have different likes. And finding out what those things are to be able to create something that works for somebody is really important. So these are the factors that I take in when I sit down with someone on how they want to benefit themselves and how they want to feel. And that's important. You know, going through, I give them an intake sheet, and I usually give this to every new client that comes into my office. And the intake sheet basically goes through a breakfast, a snack, a lunch, a snack, and a dinner, and maybe a snack. And I tell them this is not to make you feel bad because that's not what's going to happen. This is all information for both you and I to look at. So if you have a beer at 10 o'clock in the morning and you have a Snickers for lunch, I want you to write it down because it's just pure information. <laughs> for us. I didn't Honesty do that. Honesty is I important. I've never done that. <laughs> so, you know, I always state that because it's really important because here it's a, it, it, here in my practice, you know, it's privacy is really important and building relationships is important. And I've had my clients for a long time and I think that they have really understood the trust factor and being able to express themselves. So that's all I want to do. For me, Mm -hmm. with doing this show, I want people to feel that I am right there sitting next to them and helping them out with the issues that they're going through. And hopefully we're accomplishing that with the subject matters that we come up with. But brain fog is really a big one. And Mm -hmm. it it unfortunately is, is... Silly as it sounds and as monotonous as it sounds, food is a huge issue. And I think looking at that and in talking to your physician, if it doesn't come from me, then go and sit with your physician and really get the information that benefits you. You know, you can you've you, expressed can you touch, yeah. I was just thinking, can you touch on stress and how that would be a factor? Absolutely. You know, we all experience stress in our lives and anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. And those are all things that are natural. You know, people think, well, gosh, if I feel stressed and anxious and overwhelmed, then I'm different and I'm not normal and that's not good. No, you're actually, you're completely normal and punch right through it. And the things that really aggravate the anxiety and the stress with the brain fog 
is again food. They've there's many of studies that show that the internal body doesn't function as well as it should, right? Almost like a motor. We feed a motor in our cars. We feed it fuel and we also feed it oil. We go and get our oil changed, you know, whatever, every 3,000 to 5,000 miles. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with our bodies. We have a filtration system and we want to make sure that that filtration system is working effectively. And food has a lot to do with it. Food is our fuel and food is our lubrication. So making sure that our bodies are able to properly process that. And if we notice that we put something in our bodies that doesn't process well, then that motor isn't going to work properly. It's going to have knocks and pings. And when you press that accelerator and you want to walk forwards, you're going to have these little sluggish moments. Mm-hmm. And it's important <clears throat> for people to look at that. And, and stress is a big factor. That's why exercise is one of the most important things for helping people with anxiety and stress. And that's, mm. I think today was such a great thing in talking about heart rate and really educating our listeners on that. And, and now we're bringing it into something that I think is more important because if our bodies aren't working properly and our minds aren't working properly, that motor is just not going to function and it's mm. going to make us feel bad. Well, so we don't like want to feel you, bad. We, no, we don't want to feel bad, right? <laughs> it's when you wake up early in the morning, you got to go and chase those sheep, right? You're like, oh, my right. God, I don't know how the energy we, you know? <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of the same thing. And the other interesting factors are, <clears throat> which, which is really interesting, I, I, I really like this because I've experienced this, and I think it's a hit home for me. Because I've gone through some health issues, and it really made me feel like I wasn't fully there. And I didn't feel like I was completely there with, for my family. And that made me feel bad. You know, we had a young son, and I had a flare going on with my ulcerative colitis, and it really just sort of took me down. And I didn't feel my brain function. I didn't feel my body function. I didn't feel my motor was running effectively, and I was doing everything I could. And it finally, it did get better, but it was a challenge. Mm-hmm. It was a real big yeah. challenge. I agree with you. And when you've got uh, people depending on you, the last thing you want is not to be able to, you know, do what you want to do for them. Right. It was a really scary situation. And I'm so lucky to have such a, a great wife and, and my son at home. They were so super supportive. And, um, you know, I know from... Here or there, things are going to happen. But again, you know, for people, I think it's just making small changes. I think that that's such an important thing that we should stamp on ourselves is to do things slow. And especially when we're making a change, whether it's an activity level and and wanting to monitor our heart rates and, you know, change and do interval training, or it's feeling the brain fog. It's feeling like we're feeling a little confused. It's feeling like we're not all there. Make the small changes, and it really makes a big difference. In the scheme of things, as big as it may seem, break it down. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it makes us feel all the better. I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, we are going to have to end the show on that note, um, but we will be back next week, and we'd love to hear some oh, questions from our listeners. We can't keep going. 
<laughs> I know. It's just, I want to keep going. Time goes hey, quickly. What can I say? Oh, we yep. have a teaser. Can we talk about this real quick? Can I can I interrupt for one quick sec? Real quick. We're gonna we're gonna talk about you know as as I was watching TV with my family, we saw a commercial about a product increasing its almonds by twenty five percent in this product, and I sort of looked like what? Did you count the almonds in each <laughs> box to know that there is an increase by twenty five percent? So you and I are going to talk about this next week about the products out there. That, um, and you stated this really well earlier about the um, – how did you say this? Well, I just the, said, you know, sometimes uh, it's a little misleading the way things are labeled. Yeah, and we can, we can right. get into that next week for sure uh, because, you know, if you don't know and you take the manufacturer's word for it, ah, you may not be getting oh. what you want. So <laughs> Exactly. That was well, awesome. We will go into that next week. And uh, it's been a pleasure, Jeremy. You have a wonderful week. Robin, it's been a real pleasure. You too, you too. And, uh, again, I just want to mention about that special for people to go ahead and give us a call. You know, they can email me. Yep, they can email at totalfitandrehab at gmail.com. They can call me on the phone at 310-994-9477. I'll even make them that uh, avocado chocolate pudding if they call. Ooh, what a deal. How's that? All right. That's cool. Well, right, for now, dear. we'll say goodbye, and we'll see you next week, folks. Have a great one. All the best. Bye. I know I'm wasting all my time. Standing that coffee line. That we've been sitting around the table. Drinking job by the cup. You know what? My lady wants me home. But when it's down, I can't get up.